With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Exclusive listening with 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. So the final scoreline at McDermott Park this afternoon, Celtic 2, St Johnson 1, a quickfire odds in Edward Double, making it four wins in the bounce for Neil Lennon's men. This is Tino and I'm joined today by both Miff and Kenny from the Celtic Exchange. Kenny, what's your take on today's game? Hi Tino, hi Miff. It's difficult to be too critical because we won the game but I thought I kind of struggled, especially in the first half. It looked like a team that sort of lacked ideas a wee bit. Um, and although we got the two goals in the second half, I thought it was a sort of similar story in the second half as well. Lacked creativeness. And certain body languages of players, I think, looks like they're sort of finished and they're kind of just look, wanting to get this, this season over and done with. Makes for grim viewing when you're trying to enjoy a game of football, but we got the win, and as you say, four, four wins in the back bounce, so I'll try and stay as positive as I can. I like it. What about yourself, Miff? <laughs> Hi, guys. First 15, 20 minutes was pretty grim. I thought we played better the second half of the first half, if that makes sense. Again, probably should have been up at half-time, and uh, yeah, g- generally, I thought we were... The half probably came to an end at, at the wrong time, if, if that makes sense, just to for, for us to, to have kept up that momentum. Second half, the oh, start of the second half was, was really poor. So many individual errors. What I will say is the park, the condition of the park was terrible. You could see that players were trying to play simple passes and mm-hmm. it was bobbling up and coming off their, their, their ankle or whatever when they were playing Rogic and Turnbull in particular, getting really frustrated. And, yeah. and that affects the way that they play on the half turn, trying to find the gaps and thread balls through. So there were mitigating factors. Let us not... Also, forget that St. Johnson are on a great run of form, beat Livingston away, clearly are a well-oiled unit. Davidson's done a, a great job with them. From a Celtic point of view, what we had were better players who produced moments. The, the two outstanding moments in the game, from Celtic's point of view, were the two goals, the movement involved in them, the quality of deliveries and movement, and the quality of the finishing. In odds and Edward, you have somebody who is way above SPL level and unfortunately we're watching him playing in his last few games of Celtic because he'll be away but in the context of this season to win four games in the bounce is outstanding uh, on a more general point I think that the removal of Frimpong and, and Cham for the squad seems to have had a galvanising effect on the players and has created a bit more of a or there seems to be a bit more of a, a team spirit and therefore a bit more resilience within the team not pretty to watch had we been only a few points ahead or a few points behind Rangers we would be delighted with today because you know it's a sticky situation that we've got ourselves out of but like Kenny made mention to it's almost quite hard to get yourself motivated because you know really Rangers are just on a procession at a time yeah very probably um, just to touch back on something that you mentioned very, there very, very probably Tino sorry listen, listen the, the, the fat lady has very yet to probably. sing that's what I'm saying um, you mentioned there about moments of magic moments of brilliance and particularly Odson Edward do you feel that Celtic are winning games at the moment, so four on the bounce as we, as we noted, purely because of having better players than the opposition or do you need to give credit where it's due, even though it pains some folk to credit any sort of Neil Lennon side just now, is he getting things right tactically and system-wise? I thought the 
the team selection today was a bit strange after winning three games on the bounce to then go back to playing a midfielder up front again yeah. um, and, and Ryan Christie. To be fair to me, he had you know a, a good involvement in the game, especially in the, t- the two goals. So it was strange to, to revert back to that. I think it is individual pieces of brilliance. We're not, it's not like, although the, towards the end of the second half we were knocking on the door a wee bit, you know, it was, was kind of quickly getting the ball into the box. There was no rhythm. Although we were playing well, there's no you know real rhythm to it, the game. It relaxed flow, doesn't it? Yeah. I think, in fairness, at times in the Kilmarnock and St Mirren games, there was that control of the game. Today second there, half today in St Mirren certainly was, yeah. Today there wasn't. It was almost a bit like just a series of random events that were ending up with the ball being in any particular area of the park because both teams were giving it away. It was stuffy, it was scrappy. But that, that said, the, the, the team selection for me was fairly uninspiring. The, the continuing trend of shoehorning the best players in the team to sacrifice a shape really, really annoys me. And I think that's where we went wrong in that period, September, October, November, when we dropped loads of points is because we tried to do that we tried to get too many players in the team without really giving the team a balance I, I think a bit of credit today has to go to the fullbacks again I'm getting a wee bit of stick for being a, for Greg Taylor being, being my boy my, my mates in the group chat absolutely slate him at every opportunity but I think he's he just gives us a bit, a bit of balance and a bit of dig which I know for a Celtic fullback isn't enough because there's so much more expected for you and we've been a bit spoiled with here in Tierney but given that we've brought a, a guy in that's played in, in Serie A and Laxalt he's better than Laxalt yeah I tell you what we'll do just, just to cut them I'll run through the, the starting lineup just to to cover that off quickly at this moment yep. in time so Welsh obviously didn't make it despite the fact that it looked like he trained on Friday according to the, the Celtic Twitter however Welsh didn't make it which means Duffy did so that, that brings its own concerns uh, Bain retained his place in goals John Joe Kenny right back Taylor left back Duffy and I are your centre halves Brown protecting the the base of the midfield and then David Turnbull in the number 10, Rodgers out to the right-hand side. Callum McGregor, who continues to struggle for me on the left-hand side and Christie and Edward up top. And that is a big thing. Christie starts up top where you, you went with two strikers in the previous three games and scored 10 goals and conceded one and then we change it for no great reason. Yeah. So what's the thinking there? He's, he's trying to fit three number 10s in, one out wide and then one up front. To me, it, it didn't work. Rodgers has done... To be fair to him, more running in the last couple of games than I've seen him doing in a, in a couple of years. I think he, he looks a lot fitter, although he never lasted the 90 minutes today, but he did mm-hmm. against St. Um, That's Lenny Ball for you. Get Rogic box to box. Lennon has been has done that. He's, he's got, again, got form for it. Try to fit in players in, into a system. Because the system's working, he then tries to accom- you know accommodate that for playing players out of position. Well, what, what I will say is, the midfield as a whole were probably quite poor today. I don't think Brown had a particularly good game. That's probably Turnbull's worst game for us I would say and, and he had another poor game at, he made a rare start at McDermott Park um, earlier in the season he had a poor game there today but Turnbull has been so influential and been well he's been outstanding for for the midfield to have played so poorly today although I'll absolve Christie for that because I thought Christie did have a good game he worked really really hard probably think the season is summed up by his attempted corner in the second half when he's just lagged out the bar and ended up right. writing his, writing his jacks but I, I thought Christie what Christie doesn't lack, and Tino, you've mentioned this in several occasions, is, is effort. You know, yeah. he, put, he puts in 100% every game. So even if he has got eyes on a move elsewhere, I, I think you can trust him in the team because he's always looking to make something happen. And he works really, really hard. He did a couple of efforts today, especially the first half of the one that he just scuffed. We'd worked in the, one of the rare times we'd played some football, moved it from side to side, moved the St. Johnson defence, and we'd set him up for the shot and he just absolutely scuffed it. He just tackled it, nah, didn't he? The, the, the goalie. Oh, so, so frustrating. The goalie threw the bun, on it? But again, you just see that for Christie. He's, he's got that in him. But I didn't think... Ro- Rogic did okay, but Brown and Turnbull were poor. Somebody like Turnbull not having a great game and he's still winning it, 
that probably wouldn't have happened a few weeks ago. So, yeah. uh, you, you know, you're, just try, you're trying to be positive. I, th- I think with Christy, the, the, the moments of magic are too far, uh, you know, too far in between. Yeah. For me, you know, you're frustrated with him. You get that moment where he, he slipped and you're just... You know he's got it in the locker and that's the yeah. most frustrating thing. And, and real top, top pros do it consistently. And as I say, somebody will sign him and they might get more out of him across a 90 minutes or across a full season. It just seems it's, it's fleeting what I, you're getting. I believe Ryan Christie playing within a structured team would be an extremely valuable asset. He may well do. He may well go and excel elsewhere. In terms of his involvement in the goals, well, I tell you what, let's let's look at the St. Johnson goal first of all. So five minutes into the second half, Sean Rooney, I think it is, getting the goal. What's your take on that, man? Don't leave your two five-foot players on a seven-foot player as my immediate... The basics. Yeah, I, you know, we, I don't know where Big Duffy was. I think he'd nipped into Perthton Centre to get the messages. The defensive structure of the team still remains an issue for me and, and it appears when, when Brown plays to be more of an issue. Well, Brown and Duffy... <laughs> Any team with Duffy in it is a weaker team, yeah. And Welsh has shown that. In fairness, I'm, I'm saying that about Brown there. I'm maybe being a bit harsh because he, he played well the, the previous three games, but there just seems seems to be I don't know. He, he just looked a bit leggy to me today. He, he, you're playing him three games in a row. Maybe that's the time when we talk about squad management. You say right, Scott, you come sit this one out. Yeah, I, I don't know. There, there, there's just there's just wee things with the way the squad's been utilized. Well, it's not wee things; it's big things with the way the squad's been utilized. As yet, we were hoping for a run of games because I think he's justified it and then apparently he's fatigued. Yeah, it, it's very That's strange. That's what Lennon said. Yeah, things like that are very strange. I think it was you and I, Kenny, spoke about, yeah, just that. We've all spoke about actually the the management of Scott Brown as a player. He's now started all four of our, you know, the, in the last week and a half, the four games he, we've played, he's played in every one of them and just about 90 minutes in all of them. So that's puzzling. And also you've got a guy in Ishmael Soro who's who's come to the fore and has now kicked his heels on the bench for pretty much all of those four games. The other concern, as you say, Miff, is Ayeti. Looking like he was maybe starting to become, you know, something like the player that we hope he will become. And then he's a sub not used today. And and I think he was the type of player in, in that game, in the context of the way that game was going. You want somebody that's going to stay up front and play between the posts. 100% because, in that game. Because yeah. Christy Dropman, your, your width's coming completely for your fullbacks because the likes of Rogic... McGregor and Christie all want to play in that, that space in that channel so with Edward drop in there as well you, you kind of want a, a number 9 type striker that's going to stay up there and play in between the post and look to go the other way and look to go in behind and I think the more that you play a Jetty especially with Edward you're maybe going to see a wee bit more of that one drops one goes long we just never had that today everybody was com- coming off the line ultimately it, it, it's just a really really stuffy watch it just lacks fluency the changes that were made today I can understand why they were made for the point of view of Christie's probably been meriting a start. But to me, it would have been keep Majetti in the team and taking McGregor out the firing line and mm-hmm. putting Christie in was the most obvious change to me. And I probably would have um, dropped Brown and put Soro in as well. I, I think uh, on Ayeti, when you look at the first, the, the the best chance we had in the first half is one that Eddie's good work in the wide, wide and then pulls it in and Christie's not, not there. It's one that Ayeti yeah. might have been there. And then our two goals in the second half come from balls and in the box into the you know it's into a, the six yard. Edwards where he should be. I judge where he should be, but if you then that that's a game worth for me. You look at it, we scored our two goals from the cross balls into the box. So why not bring in on Ayeti? I know we've been crying out for Griffiths to come on, but that looked like a game suited for Ayeti more. Yeah. And then he brings Griffiths on. I'm sure Ayeti himself would have been watching those crosses come in and say, I could have been on the end of them. Oh, that'd yeah, be bread yeah. and butter for me. So yeah, it's frustrating. Let, let's talk about the two goals and in particular the contribution that we're currently seeing from Odson Edwards. So. That's the sixth game in a row he's scored, so impressive tally there. First half, you know, my notes on the first half on him, though, were that he just constantly gave up possession. And very meekly at times, sometimes, you know, fine, you know, two and three defenders around him. Sometimes not so much, and it's just ricocheting off him and different things. Fast forward to the two goals, though. Phenomenal stuff. First goal, brilliant. Second goal, 
equally impressive. I think that that park was very difficult to play on, but it was the same for all players. So I don't think that should just necessarily affect Odson Edwards, especially when he's somebody who's who's better than anybody else that's on that park. But the class that he showed for both goals, finish for the first one, you know, he's just stabbed at it, but it, it's still the movement, get across the, the man at the front post. And then the composure for the second goal, which was an excellent kind of team goal and an excellent move. Mm-hmm. It's just, they were the, the, the moments of quality in the game. And also Booth's ball in for Rooney, for St. Johnson's goal was a, was a, was mm-hmm. a cracking ball in because they've, they've exposed us at the back post. But Edward just has that in his locker. And, and when we look back on this season, that, that will be the, the burning question because the, the period that Edward is off form or not available is the period where we've dropped the most points mm-hmm. and the reason why we're so far behind Rangers. And the question will be, why, why was that the case? And I think there's two two reasons for that. It's an unsettled squad. And certainly the, the players that he would have been closest to have been unsettled. But also the fact, let's not forget, he did have COVID. And he was out the team, or certainly out of form, for a considerable period after that. So it's maybe just not been psychological with him. It's also been physical. And now we're just seeing him, unfortunately, when it's too late, coming to the party. And does it point towards the fact that by design or otherwise would become as a team just far too reliant on one man yep I would say so and that, that's got to come down to squad management as well because players will come and go in terms of their form and their fitness and their availability I think Rangers found themselves in a similar position last season or the, even the last few seasons where Morelos he was getting them out of jail at different times and scraping three points when otherwise it would have been a draw or even a defeat and now unfortunately we've fallen into a similar pattern where were it not for Odson Edwards two goals today and as you know goals in the, the five games previous would we have been picking up a point here maybe three points maybe not and just stuttering over the line you know in terms of second place how the bet's looking in saying that you know we absolutely do rely on Edward but I think we have relied a lot on Tumble as well for the past few weeks in terms of putting the balls in those those creative passes and so it's and when it's rested on his shoulders it looked like he's maybe to be fair to Tumble he does take that role well I think for a young, oh, a young he, player he never hides he doesn't hide doesn't hide even when he's having a, not having a particularly great game no. Still hides, still find it strange that he's hooked again. I don't know. Is, is there something in his contract that says oh, he has to come off? Oh, I think, did he not get booked today? He did, yeah. He got booked. He, um, he rarely lasts more than 74, 75 minutes. He still looks very though. frustrated when he gets taken off, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and he I, wants to play the 90. For me, if you can play 75 minutes, you can play 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Also, I, th- I think, though, because he's so good with his delivery, set pieces, and you've seen that again today, he was fairly consistent with them. Surely you want to try and find a way to keep him on the path. Yeah. Because I think he's, he's he's intelligent enough where he could play him a bit, a bit more deep line as well. Yeah, he, he, he's he's industrious enough. enough where he works hard. You don't need to play him at the tip of the diamond. <laughs> is, that the right, is that the right term? Don't want to get that one wrong. Add that to um, your so it's, it's one of those ones where, I mean, he's frustrated. I think the Celtic fans are frustrated with it as well. He seems to always be the one. For whatever reason, it doesn't really matter what McGregor does on the part. It could be a, I don't know, lying down, taking a five-minute nap and they'd still leave him on. I just don't get that. I, I, we spoke about it previously. He's become undroppable and it's becoming criminal not to just give him a break for his I, own sake. I mean sake. that for him. I've not got it in for him. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I, he's somebody who I, I, I was never really that convinced with early in the, the Rodgers days. Uh, my, my mates all love they call him man of the match because he's so consistent. But with me, I was always a bit more... I thought he got away with things because he was getting carried by better players on the team. However... I thought as time went on, he then became, you know, the kind of classy dominant midfielder in our midfield, but that he's played nothing like that this season. No. And I, but I'm, I'm, I'm reticent to leave that completely at his door because I think so many players have regressed this year that it can't just be down to, and we've made this point yeah. continually, it can't just be down to solely a 
kind of singular loss of form. I think there's something more going on in the dressing room that's unsettled the whole lot of them, and it's only got to be time that, that, that brings that out. But to get back to the point on Turnbull, he shouldn't be getting takeoff as regular, but today, with him being on a yellow, I can understand why. I d- just to pick up on your point on McGregor, I, I don't think McGregor has been a particularly dominant player without the ball. I think he's a dominant player with the ball, but more and more this season that's just dwindled and he's not he's, he's neither yeah I think it's definitely time for him to take a break but we'll see if that happens in the next few games one thing I wanted to touch on uh, just before we wrap things up here if you watch the halftime analysis where Sean Maloney was speaking and speaking very well might add I think he's a very intelligent commentator in the game and obviously he's doing good things with Martinez uh, in Belgium he, he made a really strong point about Scott Brown's positional sense now like Scott Brown or not at this moment in time he, he highlighted a few incidents where when either Shane Duffy or Chris Iyer were breaking the lines which I think they're encouraged to do I think it's something we're definitely working on tactically as they go here and forward you can see Scott Brown just dropping and tucking in and they showed a very good example when Duffy inevitably lost the ball on one of these furries forward and it got played into the channel and Scott Brown just swept up very very cool composed nicked the ball off a guy's toe and just played it back into one of his fellow midfielders it was impressive and he's got real game intelligence Scott Brown there's a defence of him there in terms of yeah he shouldn't be playing 90 minutes four games in a row but he plays a valuable role in this team oh I don't think anyone's saying again everything seems to be so black and white when it comes to Scott Brown nobody's saying send him off to the knackers yard what I'm saying is it has to be balanced you know it has to be for for Brown's own benefit much like the same point with McGregor as well it has to be balanced you know rather than it just swapping the attacking players get somebody there in sorrow who has shown that he's trustworthy in that position then use them so that you can rest Brown I would maybe even go as far to say you could have played Brown at centre half today and no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm genuinely no joking because with Duffy in the team mm-hmm. you know we are a weaker team with Shane Duffy in it unfortunately the loan move hasn't worked out I could go through many instances today where he's just went wandering or his body shape's wrong when a cross is coming in that one where he ended up on his backside when Chris Kane had a chance at the back post and luckily enough he's managed to get a toe on it while he's sitting on the ground Turn that as unconventional lads <laughs> we, we didn't have a centre half on the, on the bench today So we are maybe potentially one one suspension or injury away From playing Brown at centre half You're absolutely right yep. So El, El Hamid's obviously gone Julian injured Welsh currently injured uh, uh, Who else could slot in <laughs> Would you end up having to bring Ralston across? Who knows yeah, it's, it's dire straits when it comes to that However, let's not finish in two negative points It's four wins in a row for Celtic So there's now 10 games remaining for Celtic. They have now played 28 and on 61 points and Rangers find themselves 18 points ahead with a further game played. So let's see what the remaining games bring. We'll be back on Wednesday night with the match exchange at Aberdeen. Home to Aberdeen, 6 o'clock kickoff. We'll see you then. Podcast Network.